to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I am excited to bring you a new guest today. April Zarati Schluter and I have known each other for a really long time, off and on. So it's fantastic that I get to bring you here. Um, she is the Chief Energy Officer of the Cheerful Mind Incorporated, a personal empowerment and lifestyle brand that is committed to cultivating real confidence and success through productivity, passion, and play. We offer professional services and produce creative media and products that educate and entertain people on their path to a productive, positive, and fun life. As a life coach who specializes in career transition, work-life balance, and productivity, April Superpower is creating customized solutions that help people and organizations focus on what truly matters. Her engineering brain combined with her organizational expertise helps others accomplish goals in a very intentional, efficient, and authentic manner. She is the founder of the Accountability Success Circle, a community in which she teaches tools and techniques for having more fun and getting stuff done and living a life driven by personal values. She is the lead facilitator of the community, annual planning retreat, and every October, which focuses on helping attendees craft intentional and focused plans for the upcoming calendar year. April is also a motivational speaker, professional MC, holds certifications as a professional coach and body language trainer, and is the author of Finding Success in Balance, My Journey to the Colorful Mind, and the forthcoming book, The Accomplishment Project. We're going to have to talk about a few of those things. I'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) She's also been featured in many media outlets, including Forbes and Business Outsider, Real Simple Magazine, Today.com, and Health Magazine. Girl. there's so much but you know what I have always loved your energy from the moment we met and I just I love what you do I love you thank you excited to be here thank you so much for having me you betcha I can't wait to share you and all your brilliance we do have some things that align we do believe in some of the same things so it's nice that you know we have that to kind of you know bounce off of however um you do it in a little bit of a different way um if you guys could see I mean April right now like she's got like a ukulele over her shoulder over there you can't see that because you know we're just on on audio but you've done some really cool things and we've had a lot of fun over the years. And I know that um, the last couple of years, you've been a little quiet over this pandemic time. So tell me about what's happening. Like what transitioned you through this cocoon or quiet time you went through and into where you are now? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the pandemic was difficult for everyone. I think um, it really forced us to look at how much we were relying on certain things in our external world and potentially had to find alternatives, which is not easy. And, you know, I work from home typically, so it wasn't that big of a change, but having my husband and having my two kids at home who both have ADHD and having to help them navigate my, my older son transitioned to a brand new school, you know, right after the first, um, spring of the pandemic. And I had to put a lot of my life on hold because of the fact that my family is my number one priority. And so I kind of just left the lights on in my business and tried to maintain what I had, but I made the 
choice to not pursue more business. I know that a lot of people who are in the online space were reaching out to me. They're like, your business must be booming now because everybody needs coaching and everybody needs help. And I was like, yo, I need my own help right now. Um, and it was just a really, really tough couple of years. A lot of awesome things happened. Um, so I don't want to necessarily negate that. And it, there's that feeling of being able to slow life down. I mean, we were all moving at, at warp speed. And so now with everything that's slowly resurfacing, I'm that excitement is coming back. But there's also um, there was also a huge lull of me letting go of all of my processes and my productivity because I was basically holding all my energy for my family and for my clients throughout that time. And there was no time to focus on myself. And so that's where I'm at right now is just trying to pick up the pieces of the two years that I kind of let everything go. <laughs> um, and it, it's a big lesson in giving yourself grace because I have been trying to preach that to people that I interact with, but it's been a struggle for me as well. And so, um, you know, I know that everybody is, is going through it, but you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't have my shit together either. And now I'm working on that. <laughs> well, and I, so. I would, I would question that, that statement. Cause I think that part of having your shit together is realizing what you have energy to focus on, what you need to let go, what you need to mm -hmm. focus on. And your kids are younger. Like they're, how old are they? They're turning 11 and 13 this year. Right. So, so, I mean, hello, hands up. I have ADHD. I can't imagine. Right. I know that. I mean, obviously when I was in school, nobody knew it was ADHD. I was just that mm -hmm. other kid that, you know, nobody figured out what was wrong with her at that time. Not necessarily <laughs> wrong, but like the neurodiversity yeah. wasn't labeled or, or helped right in any yeah. way, mm -hmm. but having to do homeschooling and having to manage all the other things that you have had to, you know, encompass. I don't, I, I would say, 2021, my word of the year was grace mm -hmm. because I wanted people, same as you, to not only give themselves grace, but give grace to other people as well as it was challenging in all kinds of different ways. And yeah. so I encourage you to think about it differently instead of saying, oh, I let my business go. No, I chose to let go of certain pieces so that I could focus on things that I knew were more important at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, my my plan for 2021 was focused stability and intentional ease. So it was already in that space, but I think that also as somebody who is very motivated and driven, that is the most challenging goal that you can have to take it easy. It's not easy. And so it was almost me fighting what I'm used to doing, which is what everybody had to do during the pandemic. So it makes sense. But I think for me, there was that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose to let this go, but I'm going to pay for it later, which I have really in the last few months of, you know, 2022 have been really great. And I feel back to being productive, but I'm seeing, you know, I had 5,000 emails that were unread from the last two years that I, you know, I'm now down to 700 or something or 600. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's not necessarily the most fun work to look back at all the balls that you dropped, um, you know, missed business opportunities, just bills that I'm not sure I paid <laughs> that type of stuff that I'm still trying to clean up. But I know that it's temporary and it's also a testament to how powerful 
having structure and having habits in place can set you up for success. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to do it maybe at a slightly slower pace than I was in 2019, because I had a lot of things that I had on the docket that I was really excited and I was accomplishing a lot, but I was also that much more prone to burnout. And so um, I feel like I spent the last two years in that burnout and just feeling it. And I'm like, when is this going to be over? And I think that the biggest learning lesson for me is that I just don't want to be that way. I mean, maybe it's because I'm getting older, you know, I'm in my forties now and it's still like, there's still so much energy. Um, I turned 40 uh, at the start of the pandemic. So that was kind of a bummer way to start that new decade of life. But um, I think it's, it's probably, you know, I am getting older. I'm, I'm, I'm just not caring as much about the things that I cared so much about in my twenties and thirties. And that's a good thing. It just takes some adjustments. So um, well, and yeah. I, the older we get, the less fucks I give. Uh, that's just the truth. I mean, I yeah. turned 50 this year and you know, you don't look 50 at all. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I don't feel 50 either, which is fantastic. Right. Yeah. And I really do believe that, you know, you are, I mean, you certainly don't look 40. You probably look like you're, you know, early thirties, if not late twenties. <laughs> so I, I think part of it is what you talk about that, you know, bringing the happiness in your life and being honest with who you are and being able to create these experiences for you to look at that and go, shit, I was doing all these things and I was burning my ass out all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't want that for my life anymore. And yeah. you know, you look at people who live hard, right? Like people who are constantly in the hustle, not getting enough sleep, constantly stressed. First of all, stress causes uh, disease, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that it is what it is. Uh, whether yeah. people want to believe it or not, that's on you. But I truly believe that. I think the more stress you have in your life, the more, the less resistant you are to mm -hmm. you know, all those diseases. And so by taking this space and going, okay, I need to restructure this. I still have passion for my business. I still want these things. And you do love the people you work for. Like you care 100%. so much for yeah. the people. And I know that you understand the fact that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I love that you're saying how you're trying to build this business differently now so that you're not stressed that way. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the, the reason I love this podcast is, you know, I was a serial overgiver in every sense of the word and I still struggle with that. And, you know, but I put the energy towards, you know, the people I care about the most instead of everybody. And so I've had to learn a lot of lessons to get there. And, you know, some of the things to, you know, give some of that, you know, put that overgiving energy toward myself has been one of the biggest improvements that I've had since I've been running my business. And it's just a big struggle sometimes when you're all your energy is pouring out and you don't have anybody to fill your cup. And I think also when you set your standards so high and then, you know, people don't operate generally at that same level. And so when you want, when you need energy poured, you know, pointed back in your direction, people don't know how to give in that way that would potentially serve you the best. So you almost have to give to yourself because you know what you need and you know what you want. And then you don't have to spend the extra energy trying to tell somebody else what you need. And so I've been very, generous with getting massages and making time for my own personal health, which, you know, nobody else is going to make that time for me, um, and setting those boundaries. And I just feel like that's a lot of the discussions that I have with clients and just people in general about, you know, 
making time for yourself and um, giving to yourself because it's such a good feeling and, and, you know, releasing that shame of, or the guilt of like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself too much or I'm giving myself too much time because we don't typically realize that we're not, we're, we're barely giving ourselves anything. And so, um, yeah, so I just, I think that this, in this topic is so important. So, well, and you know, when you think about us as, first of all, generally from a societal perspective, you look at us as women, as mothers, as caregivers, as wives, as, you know, carers of the household, even though Mm -hmm. you have a great husband, I know you do. And I do as well. There is still that there's still something different. Like when I put my head down at night, my brain is still on fire, not necessarily Mm -hmm. in a bad way. It's just, it's still running. I literally have asked my husband this so many questions over the year. I'm like, okay, so you just laid down and closed your eyes. What are you thinking? He's like, nothing. I'm going to sleep. Pardon me. (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you still thinking about all the things you have to get done? And I think that, you know, turning that around for ourselves, like you said, giving to ourselves, whether that means going for massages and, you know, I've done a lot of that myself this year, right? Paying attention to my body. What does it need? Um, How can I look after it better? But finding ways that I can pour into myself, like you said, and finding ways that I can find joy. I know that in, I think it was, it was 2019 or 2020. My word of the year was joy because I just didn't have enough of it in my life. And I thought I just need Mm -hmm. to focus on ways to bring that to me because I'm responsible for my own joy. Yep. So that was, that was interesting. So this year, my word of the year is action, uh, which brings us to the fact that you want to talk about, you know, your planning. And I love the fact that you plan in October. It drives me insane when people are like, yeah, it's like, New Year's Eve, I'm going to plan next year. And I'm like, oh, sweet heart. No, come on, we got to (laughs) go. There needs more time. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about your October start. Why did you choose October? Um, Well, I started doing this annual review back in 2016, I think. It's it's a lot more structured, you know, six years later than it was back then. But, um, you know, I was going through a coaching program. I was going or just finished a coaching program. Um, We were in our business mastermind together at that point. And what I love about October is the fact that, you know, as a parent, you know, and and I I mean, this works for everybody, but I think, you know, to hit all the different demographics, parents, which is what I am, um, you know, you've got September where you're trying to you know, start the academic year, right. And get settled with your kids. It's, you know, it's kind of the end of the craziness of the summer where you might be traveling or doing things that are not your usual um, routine. So you have September to kind of relax. October is, is there, we'll come back to that in a second, but November, you know, the first, you still have the first half of November, but once you get to at least American Thanksgiving, which happens uh, on the second half of um, October or sorry, November, and then going into the holidays, December and through January, there's definitely a period of slowdown where, you know, you're buying presents, you're getting into the joyous mood of the season, and you don't necessarily have the time to reflect and think about what you want to do next year, which is why, you know, just like you, I just feel like doing anything right before the year starts, there's, 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 making decisions, but then there's also the plan that comes with that. And you can't necessarily in 
execute the plan until you make decisions. So if you're making decisions the day before this year starts, you're figuring out your plan while the year's already starting and you've lost that time. And so we typically, you know, when I say we, um, I've, I've kind of migrated this whole concept of annual planning, which happens in October to um, the community that I run with uh, my friend Gary Ware. um, And we have a leadership team as well. um, The accountability success circle, which I know you're a part of. Um, We have this retreat um, in, in early October, the first half of October, because it gives you at least a month to help put some additional plans in action because we try to you know, use the smallest amount of time, which is, you know, a good weekend away. You could probably, if you condensed it all together, you could plan in, you know, a matter of hours, but you know, you want it to be enjoyable. So I started by going on trips by myself for the weekend. So this is my self-care time. And I, um, would, you know, sit there and reflect about what was good and what I wanted to accomplish, you know, doing some visioning, going through this entire process, but then, you know, you put some things in in order, but then you have to also communicate things out to the people your plan impacts, right? Because it is your plan, but there are other people involved. You know, you might have social plans that you want to put in place or things with your family that you want to accomplish and you need to get their buy-in. And so this gives you almost like a month and a half to take that plan and start the wheels moving or solidifying some of those decisions so that when you get to January, you can just start executing. And what I've noticed about this is that you get all this excitement in October. Nobody's thinking about next year and you're already, your wheels are already spinning. And then, you know, the year starts and everybody's freaking out and trying to figure out what is it that I want to do for 20, for the, for the next year, I was going to say 2022, which is this year. (laughs) But then, you know, if you've already planned in October, you just need to execute. You don't have to think about making those decisions. And yes, no plan is ever rigid, right? Like when I planned um, in 2019 for 2020, I had all these grandiose, big ideas of things that I was going to do and like really take the step out because I was turning 40 that year. There were so many exciting things. And then the pandemic happened. And so I had to throw my entire plan out the window. I literally, Um, it was like, okay, Q1 happened. And apparently that was still part of 2019. So now 2020 happened and we need to plan again. Like let's throw everything away. I I zoom out 30,000 feet. We need to plan again because things have changed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can plan at any time of the year. You can plan in January, but then with the expectation of you're probably not going to see the um, actual, yeah, yeah, you're not going to see actual movement or progress until months later. So you have to have that mindset, which is why when people set these you know, New Year's resolutions, they lose steam because they're realizing like, okay, I want to lose X amount of pounds. They don't think about how they're going to lose X amount of pounds or, Hey, I want to write a book, but they don't think about the actual plan. I mean, and if you don't set parameters, then it's maybe it's fine. But if you are trying to set unrealistic goals, then you're potentially setting yourself up to be disappointed in the end. And so, you know, my whole philosophy is making sure that I set myself up for success but also being super flexible with that plan because if something like a pandemic happens that you don't even know if it's going to last, you know, we talked two about years. how it was going to eight weeks and it became, you know, two years, I, we're still dealing with it. I certainly never it's, thought it would ever last this long. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Um, and it's almost like, I don't even want to believe that it's over there's with me of my air quotes because right. I just feel like there, 
we thought it was over last spring, you know, it, so it's, yeah, no. It's and I some think it's interesting, like when it comes to business, I, I don't, I don't care where, again, it's one of those things, like I've seen this so many times over and over and over again that, you know, whether you yeah. believe it or not, that's, that's on you, but I'll tell you what the energy you put in your business today, you're going to see it in 90 days. I don't know why, but it's a rule. It just is yeah. a rule. It takes 90 days. The fact yeah. that you're talking about doing this in October, that's 90 days takes you into January. It just makes sense from how things work. But on top of that, there are business owners who are thinking about next year and they're rocking you on the things that they want to sell you. And whether that means coaching or consulting or whatever, as you know, here, we've got this thing that we can help you with. And yeah, sure. Let's start next year. If you're not prepared as to what you want your next year to look like today, then when those opportunities come up, it's harder for you to make decisions. If you've done the planning already and in November or December, this opportunity hits you and you're like, Oh, is this an opportunity I want to take? You can literally take that information and go, that doesn't fit in with my goals. No, I'm out. 100%. Wow. That fits with my goals. Sweet. Yeah, I 100% agree with that too, because, you know, especially as an overgiver, you know, you want to say yes to everything as much as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of things I had to just decide not to do. I mean, I think when I started my business, I thought about like, okay, I want to write a book and I want to have a coaching practice and I want to, um, you know, grow my email list and work on marketing and work on a website. I did all of that in yes. 2016. And then I spent 2017, 18, 19, 20, and 21 trying to recover from that. It's only, you know, this past six months, I've felt like, I think I can write another book. And that's even scary. And I've kind of tabled it just a little bit um, because I want to actually enjoy the process. And if I'm feeling any sort of overwhelmed from any other source, I want to nip that before I open the floodgates to another commitment. And so, you know, a lot of 2020 and the pandemic and 2021 has been, you know, slowly cutting things out of my life, which is, feels very weird. I feel like an introvert almost. And I, I am slightly introverted, but I feel more introverted than I was going into the pandemic. Um, and I'm, you know, questioning is that, is that normal? Am I okay? And I know that other people are feeling that way, but there's that piece of me that just is, is slowly coming out of hiding. And I, but I want to be ready for it instead of opening the floodgates and making myself prone to burnout again. And I'm noticing as I'm getting older, that barrier, or, you know, that, that threshold is, is, is coming down. So I'm like, I need to make sure that I enjoy life. And, you know, if, if it's not a fast growth, then it's not, but it has, you have to enjoy the journey. And I think that that's a, one of the biggest things that I've learned and I'm trying so hard to fight for in this season of my life right now. So hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah. And you know, to me, uh, when, when I'm helping somebody with their business, it's never about how fast you want to get to seven figures or six figures or whatever figures it, it's never about that. It's, it's what do you need from your business? Cause obviously businesses need to make money. Let's be honest. We're not in hobbies here. We're making money in our businesses, but yeah. what do you need from it? Not, not where do you want to go, but what do you need? Let's get to needs first, right? Mm -hmm. Because we got to pay bills and all those kinds of things. But then what do you need in terms of your life? And I love the way that you also think the same way. You, you called it a holistic view. Yeah. So when you're totally. talking about your plans, you're not just talking about business plans. You're talking about the yeah. whole life, right? That is one eighth of the equation for, for me, at least. I mean, I always think about, you know, and I'm such a advocate for work-life balance. I think it's because 
in the 13 years before I started my own business, I struggled with that. It was always career was number one. Everything else went by the wayside. And it was a lot of, a lot of it was that way when, you know, in the first five to six years of my kids' lives where I was exhausted and I didn't have energy to be a good parent, at least in my standards, a, a good parent. Um, and I was probably doing the best that I could given my circumstances, but it wasn't acceptable to what I wanted and envisioned for my family. Well, I and remember so, when my kids were younger and I ran the business, I was constantly in guilt mode. I was like, mm-hmm. I was guilty for not spending time with my family, but I was guilty for not spending time with my business. And while I was with my kids, I was thinking about business. And when I was with my business, I was thinking about my kids, like, holy crap or doodle man. Like it just really <laughs> destroyed the joy. Right. 100%. Um, and in order to, it, at the end of the day, to be present was what fixed it. I'm here with my family right now and that's what I'm doing and the work can wait. And I'm here with my work right now and the family can wait. Unless of course there's some reason why, you know, there's from a family perspective, right? Kids are sick or whatever. Uh, Those kinds of things, they always trump in my mind, the work, but being present was one of the most important things. I think I got out of that one. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so when I look at plans, I look at, I look at eight different areas. So there is the career, um, there's the, the money. I look at those as two separate things, right? Because there are other ways that, you know, you can receive income. Um, mm-hmm. but that, you know, there's a business aspect career, there's health and wellness, which is, you know, the kind of foundation of everything. You don't have that. You can't really do much else. Then there's family, there's a personal development, you know, so your own personal growth, um, uh, intimate relationships, which could be, you know, the relationship with yourself or the relationship with your uh, spouse or partner, social relationships, everybody else outside of your family and um, your intimate partners that you have relationships with. And then like that last slice, which is my favorite and most important is fun, making sure that that is a priority in your life. And so I try to plan from those eight different areas every time I look at it. And I also try to look for overlaps between the two. So is there something in my business that I can involve my family with? Or is there something in my career that I can partner and collaborate with it, you know, my social contacts, right? Like this is, this would be one of those things, you know, this is promoting my business, but at the same time I get to connect with a dear friend and it's fun. So that's three, you know, so the, the big goal for me is to always think about like, what are, what's the minimum amount of things that I can do that hit the most of those areas for me, because then I'm doing less, but I'm achieving more, if that makes sense. hundred percent. And so, so I go through this process and I, I kind of obviously start by reflecting on how, things have been going up to this point, then I'll look forward. I don't usually look forward any more than a year, but say, you know, in these eight areas, what do I want this to look like by the end of the next calendar year? So when I'm sitting in October, I'm thinking about December of the next year. So this last year I, in 2021, I was planning for December, 2022. What do I want that to look like? Um, And I really sit in it and, and think about it from those eight different areas. And then I start Um, once I create that vision, then I can start putting some plans in place. Like, okay, if if I want this to happen, then what needs to happen between now, which is, you know, the last quarter of the previous year throughout those four quarters that we have, 
that'll make that vision of what I see myself as at the end of that calendar year, how do I make that come to fruition? And I start, you know, slowly, you know, breaking it down into quarters or months or weeks, however much detail I can think of at that time. You're not always going to have every little detail because if that was great, then you just have a playbook that you just follow. But we always know that there's unexpected things that happen or, you know, our own mental blocks or, you know, just different circumstances in life that you can't plan for. And, um, and then allowing yourself to then make those pivots as the year goes on. And that's kind of the, the art of it, right? Because you have to take in, you know, you might be offered new opportunities that you don't want to pass up that then might table some things in your plan, or you might, you know, decide to remove something that is just not serving you that you had a plan on. It just wasn't working out the way you wanted to, and then going a different, complete different direction and having to modify that plan, but to just have that, but just to have that idea or like at least a compass for where you want to go. It's interesting you use that word because I often tell people your yearly plan is not a GPS turn-by-turn navigation. It's Mm -hmm. simply a compass and you choose to walk off a path and maybe it takes you off the path for a little bit, but that's okay because you know where your compass is pointed and you just get back on and go the other way. So I, I love the fact that you use that compass idea. Yay. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Me too. And, and here's the thing. I mean, you can get as detailed as you want, but I think, you know, you want to have like the various levels of detail, um, like at your fingers. Right. So, you know, in a weekend you can only do so much planning, but, um, you know, I usually leave my annual planning weekend with a list of like, here are the questions that I need to have answered or things that I need to discuss with people or, you know, things that I want to just like get resolved before January. But I also leave with a very high level of like, if I could take all of my visions from the upcoming year and kind of summarize them into one or two or three, maybe no more than three. I like to (laughs) keep things as small as possible, but three is like the the most variety that I, I try to stick to. Are there running themes that go across all areas that, you know, if my detailed plan completely fell by the wayside, i.e. 2020 and the pandemic. (laughs) Um, Can I hold on to those terms? And so I usually stick to two because I feel like that's three is a little bit too much multitasking and one, uh, this is the, you know, two fulfills the overachiever in me. (laughs) So like this year, uh, my themes are resurgence and fun focused accomplishment. Those are the two terms that I'm using to guide my, um, guide my year. And they're very open ended. Like there's, there's a lot of room for interpretation. What does resurgence mean? It might just mean by, by the end of 2022, I am doing, you know, all the things that I was planning or, you know, like with the same energy before the pandemic. And it might take me the whole year to do that. Or it could mean that like, I just start showing back up on social media in, you know, in January, but I have the flexibility to interpret that as I go. But there's this feeling of like, I've been in hiding for two years. How do I get myself back out there and feeling good about it? Um, The whole fun focused accomplishment piece was that I feel like in the last couple of years, even though I know my coach will tell me like, you've accomplished so much. It's just not the stuff that I wanted to accomplish. Yes. It was like, I was surviving in a, in a happier way than just surviving. Mm-hmm. And so, but I want it to be fun now. I want to actually move the needle forward instead of just trying to stay afloat 
and I want it to be fun. So that's kind of what I've got for 2022. Here's an example where you can kind of see having the overarching themes can be super helpful. So 2020, so I planned that in October, 2019, I was in New York weekend by myself. I was like putting post-it notes all over my hotel room. I left that weekend. I got tattoos on my body for the first time. I got three tattoos. I don't know if I told you about that. No, Um, that's awesome. Three tattoos tattoos in one weekend. Wow. In one weekend, my first, second, and third ever tattoos. Um, (laughs) I was on fire after that weekend. And my themes for 2020 were creative confidence and expansion. And so um, expansion was, was, you know, really focused on business in that. But of course, with the pandemic happening, I had to kind of tweak my interpretation of that. And I think that there was a, a big um, emotional, uh, expansion instead, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of shifting the plan because all this unexpected stuff happened. Um, but creative confidence, there was something about, you know, losing the ability to be outwardly expressive in public, right. We couldn't interact Mm -hmm. with each other. And so how do you find that in an online space? And I really was, you know, you, you were mentioned the ukulele behind me, um, in, in the video that we see each other in. And I went, crazy, like with music and music was, was my way of coping with what was happening in the world. And, um, that was my creative confidence. And I was also doing it where I was trying to learn music that, you know, in a short amount of time and then being able to share it outwardly with all its imperfections. And that is something that I've always been scared to do. Like, I always like to put out things that look close to perfect, but I wanted to showcase those imperfections because that was raising my level of confidence. And so even though there were other things like I was going to grow our community and I was going to, you know, create all this new content and I was going to, you know, take a stand-up comedy class and all of these things that were embedded in that original plan, I was still able to honor those themes, even though my plan pretty much had to get tossed by the side. Well, and so. the, the success, like accountability to success circle that you have, didn't mm-hmm. you start that at the beginning of the pandemic? I started it in 2018. Oh, and did so, you? But okay. It, but it was, it was very, very birthday, small. that much I remember. Was it? I yeah. mean, there was something. You're I don't like, even come remember. celebrate my birthday with me. I remember the email. Isn't that funny? Yeah, there, there was definitely um, some stuff that that was, we made some shifts in 2020 to expand it to a community because it was okay. a, it was almost like a more of a program. So it was uh, a little bit more intimate than it was, than it is now. And so the plans in 2020 were to, you know, create a online platform that, you know, multiple people could you know, very affordable, but multiple people could join and it would have more, you know, like a bigger feel to it. And so that was what had, um, we had launched at the very start of 2020. Okay. Yeah. I think that's when I jumped on board. Yeah. So, I mean, and we were super excited about it and then it was like, oh, wait, (laughs) time to focus on surviving this pandemic. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it got halted and there, the expansion happened in that first few months and then it flatlined and you know it's kind of been at that flatline state but we've got some really great people in the community who are engaged so we've been okay and kind of you know managing with that and now it's you know now that we're getting it you know out of the whole pandemic bubble and we're seeing the the end hopefully um I'm like I'll believe it when I see it um, fingers, when the masks, toes eyelashes yeah, like you know when, all that stuff yeah 
when the masks are completely like a figment of our imagination, that's when I'm going to feel like it's over. But anyways, you know, now is that time. Like it, it, we had to almost take a two year pause, but now we can go back and focus on some of those things, which I do feel like my 2020 and 2022 goals are related. When you mm-hmm. look at my 2021, it was like, let's take it easy because we don't know how long we're going to be in this thing. Yeah. And there's no point in trying to, um, you know, force yourself to do more than what, what we're not, you know, what you're not capable of doing. And I mean, 2021 was very, very hard for me personally. So I think, you know, making sure that you set those intentions, but you know, there's always room to adjust and pivot if, if needed at any time. And, you know, October is a great way to, to plan a calendar year, but you could do it at any point if you wanted to, or, exactly. you know, just like if you are noticing like this plan is absolutely not going to work, then start over at that point and, and you can choose to do that. But I think it's, it's, you know, there's this level of allowing yourself to reflect that is such an important piece of being able to accomplish forward progress. Because if you don't see where you've been and know where you want to go without those two components, it's really, really hard to take action. Cause then otherwise you're just kind of like, you know, working in a reactive mode and that's not always the most fun thing. It's, it saves you time because you don't have to think of a plan, but like, is what you're doing intentional. And that is the key here because we can take, we take action every day, whether we like it or not, we choose to sit on the couch and binge watch TV, or we choose to, you know, get takeout instead of cooking. Like we make those decisions and we take action on a daily basis. It's just a matter of like, is this really what you want? And is, does this really feed into your own personal joy? And you can't really achieve that joy without like thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting because I think of, you know, watching businesses come and go, unfortunately, there's been a lot of going in the last couple of years, but truly believe if you are not intentional in your business, if you are not reflecting, taking time on a regular basis, not just once a year, I, I might add, right. But mm-hmm. throughout the year, if you're not revisiting and, and refocusing and maybe pivoting, you are in that reactive mode. And because you're in reactive mode and you're an overgiver, you're going to allow somebody else to lead your nose around. And then your business isn't your own anymore. You're now doing things that other people said you should do. Yes. So you stop shooting all over yourself, right? So mm-hmm. what you what I encourage people to do is to say, what do I want? Just because you're following some leader who's doing X, Y, and Z, and it's working for them, doesn't mean to say it's going to work for you. Because maybe yeah. it doesn't work for you. Maybe it'll burn you out if you do what they do. But yeah. you can still be successful. You can be as successful without doing what they do, but finding out what works for you so that you can be successful in the way you want to be successful. And so that you're not burning yourself out. And I mean, I have one client who used to get migraines all the time because she mm-hmm. would constantly burn herself up, burn herself out. And now she's rarely gets a migraine. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe how much my life has changed. Like just by yeah. changing from being in that mode to now, you know, knowing what she yeah. wants and building her business the way she wants. From reactive to proactive. Yes, Stephen Covey, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh my gosh, I love that. And you know what, it's so cool because at the end of the day, your your story and my story are similar in a lot of ways, especially when we talk about the 2016, 2017 stuff. I mean, it was 
it was those times when I realized that October was really important to me from a business perspective planning. And Mm -hmm. I too would go away on a staycation. Basically I'd go rent a hotel room, be there for the weekend. And it would be all about reflection and planning. And so I think it's interesting that you and I kind of had the same similar experience through that planning phase. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think that that is a testament to how productive we have been. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we're able to set goals and be intentional about the things that we want to do. And I think it's also realistic with our, our lifestyles. You know, I think there are definitely, you know, things that you can do to get a kickstart to a business or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, and it'll be a fast tracked thing. And it might be a hustle, but you know, you do that once. And then you realize that, especially if you have got other things going on in your life, other than your business, that you don't ever want to do that again. Right. And so, you know, my whole thing in my life has been, you know, I I want to see the success, but I also know that like some of these, these, these really um, successful you know, people who've got either their crazy views on their YouTube channels or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, or, you know, making tons of money, like they have definitely put in a lot of work. And I don't know if that's what I want for myself. Like I know how much work it takes to get to get to, to see certain things come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I want that for myself. And, you know, I also have like with my coach, she's been, um, a really great role model for me, showing me what, you know, what that success was or, or having been there and then choosing not to, you know, reap that financial success and that like, and, and really focusing on the quality of life. Like I care so much more about quality of life than any amount of money. Of course, I'd like to make money, but not at the expense of my own happiness. And so, you know, there's, I think it's, it's very hard for people to disassociate success with, money sometimes or success with fame or whatever that is, but being able to, you know, when those people realize that like all that work and all that effort might not necessarily always be worth, um, the amount of effort that you have to put into it. Yes. Um, that's when I'm like, that's when you want to talk to me because I can, I can give you like the most bang for your buck or at least help you find those ways. Cause that's how I've just been living my life. Like I'm, you're not going to ever see me you know, try to openly go for New York times bestseller. Cause I know what it takes to get there. And I don't know if I'm willing to do it and that's okay because it's just, for me, it's just a title, but yes. for me to say like, I've sold X number of books or I've impacted this many people. That is more of an accolade for me. Yes. Um, and so if people want to think about life and success on those terms, then, you know, that's, those are the types of people that I want to um, help get rid of any shame or any guilt or any feelings of being less than because we're all freaking rock stars. It's just a matter of how we want to look at it. And, and, you know, it's, it's all measured by our own happiness. That's awesome. I am so excited that you were able to join me today and that we were able to connect. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we've had some time to sit and chat. So um, I think it's great. And of course, you know, having everybody listening on our our little chat has been fun. If you want to know more about April, which of course you do, you'll want to go to the cheerfulmind.com. And also we're also going to drop some information for you about the accountability success circle community as well in the show notes. So you could definitely be able to get those, that information and connect with April and, Thank you so much for sharing all the joy and cheer and uh, uplifting amazingness that you do. And we need you, April. 
Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for creating this space because I mean, these are the types of people who, you know, I can totally relate with. So I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, if I sound like I have my stuff together, I don't always. And, but it's, it's also, but, but it's also okay because, you know, there is that feeling of, you know, you can get there. It just takes some time and patience and, focusing on what matters. Right. And yes. so thank you and so much. And you don't have to have your shit together. Like literally I got, I <laughs> last Friday, I was like, I had four things left to do on my day and I had to, I knew I had to get them done. I literally contacted one of my team members. I'm like, I just need you to get on zoom with me. Like I just need you to be on zoom with me and we need to get this stuff done. It, it, it takes a community, not only to raise children, but also to get business done. So yeah. if you don't have your shit together, no big deal. None of us do. <laughs> 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 yeah and like and if you do have your stuff together then please share secrets like, <laughs> How you like i don't have any fun up? i know right i was like i don't have any fun i'm like okay that's not a solution that's not good enough not um, the solution i but, want yes yeah so <laughs> thanks so much for being here i hope you guys enjoyed the show and uh, of course we'll talk to you next week Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group.